Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is July the 24th, 2020th. It is the 132nd day of the virus. And the title of today's little thought is, I want you to say it. Jesus is on his way to Caesarea Philippi. And then this happens in Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 20. Just three little verses today. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. And he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. But others say, Elijah and others that one of the prophets of old has risen. Verse 20. Then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, The Christ of God. So just a couple of things. Uh, He warms up the question by saying, who do other people say that I am? And they answer three things, John the Baptist, Elijah, and one of the prophets. Another one of the scriptures say that uh, they specifically mention Jeremiah. So uh, just a couple observations. These are people who say that they're referencing Jesus with previously alive, known, and important uh, people. That's all good. But then verse 20, but who do you say that I am? So makes me think of Facebook and DTRs defining the relationship. When Jesus asked a question, he always knew the answer to the question. It's not that Jesus doesn't know what each of the 12 is thinking and understanding about him at this moment in time, but there's always somebody who doesn't understand the answer to the question, that's the person he's asking it to. So it's not important for Jesus, in a sense, to know the answer to this question. It's important for Peter and for Andrew and for Matthew. Uh, They're the ones that this, this question and then this especially the answer is important. And then there's something too that it's very important that this is said, but who do you say that I am. He wants an answer. He wants a uh, definition. And he basically says, I want you to say it. I want you to say it. Others people are going to get it wrong, uh, but I want you to say it. So two, two thoughts here. Who Jesus is never changes. Okay, let's just think about Jesus for a second. He's eternal. He's never changing. He always was the Savior, always will be the Savior. Who he is, in a sense, is not progressive. It's infinite, and it's um, what you say about it at any moment in time doesn't change who he is. He is God. He's always been God. He's always always will be God. So Jesus doesn't change is, is uh, one thought. Versus... Who do you say he is? Now, that changes. No one is born a believer. Uh, We develop 
a, a relationship with him in a progressive sort of way. We have evidence. We have uh, evidence, Romans 1 says, we have evidence of, of creation, sort of a general revelation. And then we have education and experience and and knowledge. Um, and that grows over time. And at a certain point, you say different things about him. Like you may say he's a great man, uh, even though I think that's a little intellectually uh, bankrupt in the sense that we just learned that what Jesus said about himself made people want to kill him. Uh, the, even as people from his hometown in Nazareth, when he when he brings up the widow of Zarephath and uh, Naaman the leper, uh, by the time he gets to the end of the story, they want to uh, kill him. So the great man argument is not very strong in my opinion. Liar, that's a, that's a strong argument. They just just unbelief that the things that Jesus said uh, are, are not true. That has a, a certain charm to it, I think. And then for us who believe and who the Holy Spirit is working in and the Father is revealing, uh, we get disturbed and rattled and, and, and influenced and impacted. Now, he obviously has a, a part in this. I was thinking about a basketball team. You say, well, how many points did you score? And then there's this other statistic called assists, and that is you wouldn't have scored the point absent the help you got to score the point. So you, so we as believers say, well, I believed uh, when I, I turned a believer when I was 20 years old, and that and I, I, I is a big part of that story. But then all along, you the Lord is saying, yeah, but the real important part of that story is the assist that I gave you to help you with uh, your belief. So it's a big spiritual part of it. I had a part of it, but the Lord is saying I had a part in your spiritual awakening too, and we'll actually talk about that a little bit uh, tomorrow. The important uh, point to today is that the Lord wants us to say it. He wants us to define our relationship with him. He wants us to proclaim it, not because he doesn't know what you think about him. It's because we need to say it, and maybe and maybe we don't know. So to, maybe today's the day for you. Are you in the disturbed and being rattled time of the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know who you are. Help me to understand you maybe with my head or help me to believe with my uh, heart. Uh, I feel you awakening me. You know, God bless you people if that's where you are today. Or if you say, hey, I am a believer. I was I turned a believer uh, this many years ago. Well, then guess what? You're still not done saying who he is because that's called sanctification and walking with the Lord. It's a, it's a sweet and wonderful thing. So no matter where you are today, he wants us to define our relationship with him. So the big question today is, who do you say I am? So the exercise today is, when I hang up here in a second, I want you to say it. Who do you say the Lord is? Say it to him. He knows the answer. Maybe you don't.